We're in Bayam Dagacha on page Chof Aleph. The Mitzvah of Ahavis Yisrael. Gimel. At the end of page Chof Aleph, Ais Gimel. Kishachaveiro Mesnahik Shaloi Kiroi. When the person you're supposed to love, which means every Jew, is not behaving the way that you expected. It happens occasionally. They feel the same way about us. When things are not going the way that uh, things are not going the way we expected, chaverim is could be in many ways, religiously, dacharitz, whatever it is. Again, the end of by, by Jews who are trying to be connected to Hashem and who love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's something else that causes a feeling of distance between one Jew and another. When a Yerei Shemayim, when a Jew who's trying to be a Yerei Shemayim, Roe Yehudi Shemesnaig Shaloi Kedas. He sees another Jew who's conducting himself in a way which is Shaloi Kedas, which is not according to the Torah. Ze'olo Ligrem Lehagoshes Vichuk Mimenu. This can very likely cause there to be a feeling of, uh, of, of alienation, of distance. This happens, of course, all the time. It happens within families. It happens between <coughs> brothers and, and friends. And people are judging each other, and this one is more religious than the other one. This one uh, keeps something that the other one doesn't keep, and so on. Now here, it's a delicate nakuda. It's a very delicate nakuda because the Torah is certainly concerned with the environment, the sviva that each one of us lives in. And there's no question that the sviva, the environment, has a huge influence on a, over a person. One of the most one of the most difficult questions that always come comes up all the time with parents is you know, your child going to somebody's house uh, play date, whatever, and that house is not uh, what you would really where you would want your kids to to spend to spend the afternoon. The, the uh, not that they're not nice people; they're nice people, but the standards of uh, of shmiras hamitzvahs in the house is different than yours. Things that might be said, things that might be seen. Uh, oh, sorry for all the trouble. Don't 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 meet your don't meet your standards, and it's extremely uncomfortable because you don't want to insult these people and you care for these people, and you don't know what to do. This is very very common. <clears throat> the last thing that any that anybody would want to do is to be marachic somebody to to cause there to be bad feelings and to distance somebody and so on. Now the now the Torah does recognize the danger of the danger of one's environment and the possible influence that 
that people could have over not only the adults but the children as well in the family. And therefore there is a there is a mitzvah of Harik Mishach and Ra. There is a there is a requirement to distance ourselves from Shainim who are not good Shainim. We need to try to to try to keep a distance from from individuals who could have a negative impact upon ourselves and our families. So the question of course then becomes how do you how do you hold on to the midst of Ahavis Yisrael? How do you continue to love while you're distancing yourself from a person? This is very, very hard. The Torah requires us to, to keep a distance from Ahavir and Shachin Rav. And we shouldn't think that Ra is only referring to a Rasha Mamish, somebody who's a Rasha. is referring to somebody who could have a, a negative impact upon ourselves and our families. So that could cause a person to to that could have an effect upon upon a person or, the, or, or a child to 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 lose some of that uh, fire to be influenced in a negative way. That's nechshav kichavera v'yachas elav. This is a this is sugiyin halacha. What 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 exactly is meant by who would fit into the category of ra? Again, it's, but the ikur is it's not dafka rasha. The example I gave before is of a nice family. They're good people. They don't have the same religious background or sensibilities that you have. Not because they're not good people. They're wonderful people. But you know that there are things that are being said and seen in that in that house. Things that go on that you're afraid it's it's not good for you. It's not good for your kids. And what do you do about that? There's a mitzvah harchik, of harchik, chavira, shachin ra. Ra again means somebody who could have a negative influence upon you or your family. Doesn't mean they're bad people. So there is a mitzvah. And one does have to be careful. But obviously, in whatever, whatever possible way that it could be done, that it should be sensitive and delicate and so on. It's very hard to do that. and most often the other side understands that there is a harchaka. The key is, this is based upon the Tanya and Paraglama base, that the hisrachakus tzrichelios rak bechitzaynis. The hisrachakus is only bechitzaynis. In other words, it's I'm not I'm not uh, spending time with you. I'm not there. I'm not sending my children and so on. Of course, I'm not talking about giving that speech. But the reality is that there is some separation. There is a distance. But that's nechitzaynis. That's it's just nechitzaynis. Abu bepnimius aleiv tzarachdios kosher and kol yehudi. Now that very likely will not work for that family 
of those people, and they'll be insulted and hurt in the example that I'm giving. But in other examples, again, those are people that you're, that you're involved with, that you're in, com- in your community, and, and, and your children go over to, and so on. But the klal in general is, as we learned over there in Tanya, that even though there are times when lemaise and chitzanias, I do have to turn a cold shoulder to somebody, but in Panemius, I'm not chalila chalila, I'm not, I'm not to turn away from that person, from davening for that person, from caring for that person, from loving that person. We're not talking about Rishon. As the Tanya explains over there, there, there are such that, there, there, unfortunately, there are people who are Rishon, there's tachlis and there's an us, and there's an Indian of sinna and hachaka and so on. Which we'll talk about in a second. But the mitzvah is in Panemius to continue on even though that person, in the, going back to the example again, that person might be hurt or insulted. In every other way, to be connected to every Jew. There's a Jew who's not behaving properly. It's like a person who has a, a, a contagious disease. Now, many people would not like to hear such a sentence That's, that could be uh, considered um, offensive to people. But the Metzius is that we're all very much influenced by our Saviva. And, um, you know, you, during this past Kufa, you could see people that they're double-wrapped and, uh, and, and they have every day, they, they're careful with every possible exposure to to the virus, but when it comes to being exposed to a, a virus, they're not, they're not anywhere as careful or afraid of the the effect of the Ruchnistic uh, environment that they live in, but they're worried about, about any infection coming from outside. There are infections that are of a religious nature as well, obviously. And and uh, masks and social distancing, six feet, uh, don't work when it comes to such things, and it hurts. But then, then sometimes there needs to be more than uh, six feet uh, distancing when it comes to ruchnis. When it comes to ruchnis, it's contagious. Shemitzad echad uchrochin lisrachik menem chitzanias. When there's a contagious disease, and the chitzanias, of course, you have to be careful and you have to stay away. In order not to be infected by that by that disease. If you love the person and you're worried about the person. With all of the chumras, I still haven't seen anybody that would say to somebody over the phone, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you. You have corona, I'm sorry, or you're, uh, or I'm, I'm over, I'm over uh, 50 or something, and I'm, uh, I could be easily, uh, uh, I could be easily infected by the corona. I've never seen somebody, I mean, maybe there's somebody that, that, that has such a chumrah. You know, nothing surprises me anymore. So it could be that there's somebody that has a chumrah, not even talk on the phone, or certainly not to FaceTime, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Booby, I love you, but you know, I don't want to, I don't want to infect you or anything. So far, I haven't heard of such a chumrah. 
I know as I speak, like something like that is going on <laughs> yeah. over the phone or over the over the computer that there could be an infection. Maybe maybe Fauci will come out with an announcement like that to to please his new administration. But so far, there's no there's no Michigan that talks like that. It hasn't reached that level. So Achas Kamavakamba, when it comes to when it comes to Rochnius, when it comes to Rochnius, it's true that that. Uh, that, we, that one needs to be afraid of a shachen ra, of a chaver ra. That one does have to keep a distance sometimes. It's sad, but sometimes one does have to keep a distance. It doesn't mean chalila achakibaleif, and to be worried about the person, and to daven for the person, and to hold on to a kesha that you can with the person. Again, every situation is different. And this is an Indian halacha. We're not going to go over to that. It's a very big Indian in halacha of bechlal. How to define, let's say, Jews who are not who are not shemim mitzvahs these days. This has been a very big question. It's really been a burning question for over a hundred years. And the whole issue of how to relate to chaver that are not shemitar mitzvahs. How are they classified in halacha? Is this a tinak hanishba? Is it a mumala teyavan? Is it a mumala haches? Is it a apikaris? Is he a min? What is this person in halacha? Because depending upon how we define this this Jew halachically, that will determine the nature of the relationship and so on. So it's it's not it's not easy. It's very very it's very complicated. It's a sugyan halacha. It's a big sugyan halacha. And not only that, but he brings down a Chavzayin that halacha also requires, there are times where halacha requires a mechah. to actively protest. If there is some chil Hashem or there is some, something that's taking place against halacha, of course, there's a, a mitzvah heicher teichiyach of admonishing, of giving rebuke, which, as you know, Already in the time of Chazal, it was, it was already, the general feeling was that we don't know how to do that anymore in a proper way, how to rebuke in a proper way. We don't know how to do that with our kids. <clears throat> we don't know how to do that with other people as well. How to give Musa, uh, how to be Mechiyach. It's very, very hard to be Mechiyach. The whole tachlis of a Mechah is to, is to help the person change. And obviously, anger and and uh, embarrassment and all of that no longer work. They they didn't work too great years ago, and they certainly don't work now. So this whole the whole parish of making a mecha of protesting is is nowadays is uh, it's better to be machmir when you have a suffolk and to be and to keep one's mouth closed. Nevertheless, there is such an Indian Allah we can't ignore it. But remember that Sadiqim always spoke out against against shitas, against against sugyas, not against uh, individuals. And when there were rare instances where where it had to be even against the individual, it was done with a certain kind of uh, restraint and sensitivity. But we don't know how to do this nowadays. It's very very hard. So we're not going into the halacha, but in a much more subtle way. When we see people who are religiously not where we expect them to be, or they're doing things that we're upset about, and it's not just religious things, but in other ways, 
this is the this is the avoid. There are times in chitzonius that you have to distance yourself. You have to go away from that person, but that doesn't mean epinimius. You stop loving the person. That's a that's a trick. How to do that? That's not easy. Once you have once you have walked away from that relationship or whatever it might be, you've walked away from it. You have to you have to enter into the into the ahav into the place of ahav. To think good thoughts. That's really the way that you can test yourself. Like this is stam. You're just a, you're just a, a negative and a somewhat you know a critical type of a person, or you're an of yourself. Here's somebody that you're not happy at all about how he or she is behaving. If afterwards, if you're able to have machshavas tayvus, positive thoughts, and to daven, and to care for that person, that's a simon that you're an oiv yisrael and you're doing the right thing. That you have to sometimes you have to stay away. It shouldn't be part of your chaver. You have to be, you can't be part of that chaver anymore. But you think machshavas tayvus, and you care about, it, and you worry, and you daven. That's a simon that you're in the right place. Assuming that you make the right decision of how to handle the situation, whatever that is, but. You're in the right place in Ruchnius. And of course, you should try to judge that person in a good way, to judge the person in as good a way as possible. The person is making a mistake. A mistake doesn't mean he doesn't know what he's doing, but it has to do with background and family and education and so on and so forth. And you done the kafschus of why the person is acting in such a way, why he's behaving in that way. Look at Chavchas. Because we're in Golos and there are all kinds of things that are going on. And nobody knows Every one of us has learned this in the past. Nobody knows who the other person really is. Nobody knows what's believed, chavero. Nobody knows what that person has gone through or is going through. And if we would know what that person has, has gone through, the whole prat, if we would know in all the details what that person has has been through, we would know that the likelihood is that that person is much greater than we are. And we don't know what he's been through or what she's been through. And Hayyadeya, if we would know, then Hayyadeya God of my so we would know how great the person is. The whole how that person continues on in his way, in her way, trying to serve Hashem despite all of those difficulties and challenges that we don't know about. But if we would know about we'd be very embarrassed that we were thinking poorly about that person, if we would know. And we don't know. The, the, the bad things usually are more obvious and spread much more quickly, especially nowadays. And the good things we don't, and the mitzvahs and asam toivim, we don't know. We don't know the nisyayinus. We don't know how hard that person has worked on himself. We don't know that. We don't know that. That's the biggest limut 
the biggest down the kapschus is not to say that probably is not what, what's going on, that's not what happened, and so on. Especially when you know that that's what's happening. You know that's what's happening. The, the biggest, the biggest limuschus is, is, I don't know what that person has been through in his life. And, and what in his life would have contributed to this massive that he's in right now and to assume that he's doing the best he can under the circumstances and if I had been his massive could be I'd be doing a lot worse you don't have to stretch your imagination to come to such a machshava pshuta it's a, it's a true machshava it's a machshava pshuta that's the ikke that's the ikke kapschus when it comes to this Indian of being done the Kavsos, it's the Ica Kavsos, in such a way. And the Tzadikah Mo'isik in this a lot, a lot, a lot. If you look in this farm, I was just learning some Torah from, from the Klausenberg of Shuslan, every piece in the Shefachayim, every, every, every Torah that the Klausenberg is filled with so much, so much Shus on Jews and what they've been through and what he saw and just went through it. <clears throat> what you see that this person is he's not behaving properly and therefore you can try to help that person if it's a friend of yours and somebody that trusts you and, and, and he's uh, making very very poor choices in life you could try. You could you could cry to him. You could yell at him. You could do whatever you can to try to help him. And if it, and at the end, if he just can't control himself and goes ahead, then then you have to know how to switch to that place of of sometimes having to move away a little bit from him, but at the same time to part with a hug and to and to let him know in whatever way you can that you're still thinking about him, and you still care about him. And, and you doubt with him. He might not like that. He might consider that to be condescending. And uh, if you really were my friend, you would you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, go away. If you really were my friend, you would stay with me. And each situation is different. Uh, have to judge that particular matter. According to halacha, one doesn't and one shouldn't remain in a situation that is not healthy. If that friendship is an unhealthy relationship, then one has to be careful with it. Every case is different. There's no there's no cloud on these in the But the ikker is the ikker is that in panemius panemius you do whatever you can to know that this is a is a lot of The person is doing is not intentional. Amazed doesn't mean that he's not doing this particular thing intentionally, but the shirish of this is not coming from a bad place. It's not amazed. There's a bilbul of the yetzer. These Jews that are keeping uh, that that they that they keep Yiddishkeit in a way that's not a coin halacha and so on or different interpretations. So I mean, it's not it's not the world that we live in, but we have to. 
try to always be mlamaschus on them and to and to be filled with a hammer for them and so on. Back on top. Be is and one should think about this a lot. That the same way that I'm searching the depths of my heart. To, to be close to Hashem. I'm trying to find my own way. That's certainly true. It's certainly true that my friend is also trying to find his way. It looks to you like he's not. The hardest thing, of course, is what, what happens when this is your wife. It's your husband. It's your kid. It's your brother. I had a conversation with somebody last week who was telling me, not, not from here, but somebody was telling me that, you know, his mother all of a sudden, I just left his mother. He was like a 35-year-old guy. And his mother just is doing crazy things. Left her, left the, his father, and is carrying on crazy, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. His mother is trying to act like a, a teenager, and it's terrible. But this is when these things are hardest. How do you go on loving when you've lost every ounce of respect and, and you know, humiliated and? And uh, you feel that you know this person inside out. You don't know that person inside out. The people that we usually know least about are our parents. Who they really are, don't really know. Don't really know. And it's terrible sometimes a child, I mean, you try everything you can, but sometimes... You know, a grandparent can't can't interact with the grandchildren if, if that's a destructive, negative thing. I had situations we had here in the community where there were there was a grandfather of somebody that I was a grandfather, and he he considers it to be his mitzvah to say things against against rabbanim and sadikim and against Yiddishkeit to his grandchildren, and it's he tried talking, but he feels that that's his milchemis mitzvah because he's angry about what happened to him, you know, when he was young the different rabbis, and he feels that he's saving his grandchildren by warning them about the bad rabbis and so on. The problem is that the grandchildren have very nice rabbis and very nice rebellion. He's warning them against all rabbis and so on, and uh, it's very, very hard, very, very hard to try to be respectful and to be loving, and at the same time, you know, I, uh, I'm not letting you uh, sit with, my, with, with your grandchildren by yourself. I have to be in the room. Can't watch this happen. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's going on all the time. It's terrible. Especially with Balachu, they have a lot that they're supposed to do. There, it's even more complicated because the Balachu's parents are the nicest people in the world. Usually, I found them to be the nicest people. They, 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 with me, this that's how come the kid came out to be such a kid. And the, and 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 here you have people the nicest me this, but just in terms of uh, Yiddishkeit and how they you have to explain to the kids. I always talk to them, explain to the kids that. You know, grandma, grandpa, boobies, 80, whatever you call them, Sabasaf, they're the best people in the world. The finest, nicest people in the world. They didn't go to yeshiva, so what do you know? They're, they're, you know so it's, these, are, these are painful things and how to work them out. And it's very, very hard. Hard parashiyas, hard. These people are not reassuring, they're good people, and how to do this hurts. Very hard. Very, very hard.
a lot of times it doesn't have to do with Shemir Samitz, it has to do with Midas. It could be that this, this relative is the firmest person. But the Midas are terrible. Terrible Midas. And, and, and you, don't want to, you don't want your children to be in such a matzah, to be in that house with a relative who, who, who has, very, might be very firm, but terrible Midas. We know from the Rishon, like Iran, and his Josh, and other tzaddikim, that, that when it comes to, to Midas, that has a big ashbar. Ram Avidu was more worried about his family being exposed to poor Midas than, than Avadazar. Avadazar is no, a person has an Indian in, in his, uh, in his uh, beliefs. Of course, that's, uh, you have to be careful of that, but that generally doesn't have as much of ashbar when, when it comes to Midas, Midas. When it comes to Midas. The person is married to somebody, and 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 the, and the wife's sleeve is a little bit needs a little bit uh, material added. These are things that over time, as Hashem, work out. But if you marry a girl and she and uh, it's not her sleeve that's too short, but her temper is too short, her patience is short, her kindness is short. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't uh, go away so easily. It doesn't go away so easily. Not that one should have to make a choice. Everybody should be excited to have the. It should be everything should be good. But you know, in life, these things happen. These things you didn't expect. But, but with me, this it's very, very hard. It's, it's very hard. And to go on caring for this person, when you're hurt, you're disappointed, you feel, you know, that you've lost respect, and so on. It's very hard. It's also my friend is also trying to find his way. Ah, he's not 16. He's 60. No, it's never too late to get lost. It's never too late. And after that, remind you of the story of a, of a Kohen Gadol that got lost. An 80-year-old Kohen Gadol that got lost. Never too late, to, for a person to get lost. But like everybody else, he's looking. He's looking. And even though you don't see this with your eyes, it looks to you like the person doesn't care. It looks to you like that person doesn't care and is not interested. Zebaglal. Now that's especially with kids and especially with boys. It's all the time. You see this all the time. I just got a, a, a one of my daughters sent me a picture last night of a report card of my uh, one of my grandsons, a report card. It's a little guy, but it seemed to me and my wife like that he doesn't care about anything. Just you know, like just to sit in his own little world and, and play or read a book, but couldn't care less. The Rebbe's writing over there best student I ever had natural leader and my wife and I natural leader learning with her smother with her smother and and not only that but my daughter his mom is also like laughing even the even a parent doesn't see so my daughter I spoke to the rabbi like He's trying to be nice. Like, what's what's going on? What's going on? He couldn't stop talking about. It. He couldn't stop talking about. It. 
Now my question is, do like, do I let on that like I know you a secret? That you really like a tzaddik? No, you're such a tzaddik. I have to let him know that, or you know, be found out that you're a big tzaddik. You see this thing, the nusach that it says on their book. Unless it's rabbis of the Badichva or something. <laughs> and it's not that he's not a great boy, he's a wonderful boy, he just doesn't seem to care about anything. And he says that also davening, yes. unbelievable davening. Davening. So a little kid is able, hides himself in such a way, for whatever reason, he, he has to show his parents and his grandparents, ki'ilu, ki'ilu, z'loch patlo, you know, like he's, like he's not into it. He's got to, how many times I had it with kids from the shul, with the parents going out of their kalim, out of their kalim, how this kid is, not the, all, the, all the worst stuff, and then, and then you find out later on, like the kids next to still doing such mitzvahs, and learning a mesechta because of somebody, to help somebody to so is learning for that person. I remember there was a time that I was going through like the hardest parasha with my son, he said, well, and it was a hard parasha, and, and there was a Yushalmi that I met. A guy, Yushalmi, he was here in New York, a, a real Yushalmi, you know, the ones that always smell like cigarettes, you know what I mean? <laughs> and his hands are, are, feel like sandpaper, you know that? <laughs> 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 a real, real Yerushalmi with that look, that twinkle in his eye, and that sense of humor, and a Talmud Chacham. You know, that, that, those, uh, those Yerushalmi, those types. And he said to me, at I said, yeah. He says, I know your son. So I Because another thing about Yerushalmi is they don't lie. So, uh, so uh, he was nice to sell that time. So he said, he, so he's telling me, you should know that, I, I said, he says, because uh, he, he says he sits upstairs in, in the Vardik and he, I learned over there upstairs, they have like in the, this little bit of medrash, and I learned there, and, and I watched his son learning. I didn't know, and he wouldn't tell me. Because it's very often that the kids don't want you to know. So all that we're learning now, especially when it comes to your own child, you think that you know your kid. So you think you know his is also. So that entitles you, that entitles you to, to, to judge him in a negative way. Because who knows, who knows his is more than, a, than me? You know, sometimes I've seen that the rest of the world knows your own kid's is better than you do. It's crazy, right? Because you, you're supposed to be the big mumcha on your kid. I mean, you raise them. You live with them. So you're the biggest mumcha on your kid, right? You're supposed to be the biggest maven on your kid. Sometimes, because of how much you love, and because of how much you care, and because of how desperate you are, you dafka don't get it. This happens all the time. You dafka don't get it. And the rest of the world, the rest of the world doesn't get How come you don't get it? The rest of the world gets it. They see all of the good in that kid, in your own, in your kid that you can't see. It's one of the it's one of the most strangest parishes in the world, but it's understandable. It's very easy to love somebody when there's nothing at stake, just to be a nice guy. 
hey, I love you, it's great. But when it's your kid and you think this is the future of all my diaries, you know, and, and uh, what's going to be, what's going to be. So then it's not so posh to be uh, a Baditshva at that time. It's not so posh to be a Baditshva. I mean, there's a lot at stake. It's very, to go to, to love somebody that's a, that, that, to, be a, to be this kind of a person when it comes to the Amcha, it's not such a hard thing. And to say all kinds of nice things, it's not such a hard thing. But when, when it's a tarbus rob, it's a basis in your own house. That's why, that's what the Torah says, the ones you're closest to, the Torah says to love. Why are you telling me, you should tell me I should love uh, every Jew, uh, love strangers, something else. But the Torah says, the ones you think you know, you, you, you don't really know. How many times it happens? A husband, a wife, such mulchamis, mulchamis going on, and in the course of therapy, and finally, because of therapy, they they're forced to be in a situation where they could actually talk to each other without right away biting and yelling, because there's a referee, right? And then they uh, and then they're married for forty, fifty years, and one looks to the other and says, "You haven't even told me that that was hurt, that, that that was hurting you," and the other person says. I try telling you. I've been trying to tell you that for the last 40 years. And then the other one says, I didn't know. I'm sorry. The whole world knew, and you didn't know. The whole world knew how much pain your wife is in, and you didn't know. The whole world knew why she was carrying on a certain way. You didn't know. You're the only one that didn't know. That's not uncommon. It's very, very common. And then it's, it's a bush and a cherpa. Forty years of not behaving properly and not, and not carrying yourself in the right way to say, I'm shulding, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Had I known, had I known, I wouldn't have said those things. Had I known, I wouldn't have done those things. Had I known. And the worst thing is when you find out about these things after the person already left the world. Oh. When you begin to realize after the person's not here anymore, then what do you do? You run to the you run to the cavern, you cry. You bang your head on the metzeva. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. These are I'm talking about, you know, Maisim Bakhalyama. Everybody knows this. Maisim Bakhalyam. You think that you know that person better than anybody in the world, and you're the you you know the person less than the rest of the, less than everybody else. I remember once. I mean, these are embarrassing stories, but I, but but if I'm not going to be honest with you, why should what's the tachlis of my sanctity? I remember years ago, many years ago, the kids were little, and I was upset with one of the kids. I was upset with one of the girls, and her sister, my other kid, came to talk to me, and said, you know, said, you know, daddy, so and so really didn't mean that. And the other kid is telling me like to to try to bring me around, you know. And I was macabre. And I went to apologize because I was upset. And I went to apologize and and I thanked and I thanked the other one. I said, Shkarif, Shkarif, you're right. I wasn't th- I wasn't thinking about that. But the other kid brought it to my attention. They really, you know, daddy really 
she didn't mean that because of this. She had a she had a good a good mahalach in it, and I was I was disappointed, and I didn't have a good mahalach. I had a regular, you know, parental mahalach, like you know, whatever, nineteen twenty five mahalach, <laughs> and and, uh, and 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 my kid said, my my other kid said, yeah, yeah you know. She didn't say it this way, but you know, you might want to reconsider. And and I and I and I did. I could have easily said, "Oh, now you are starting on. You have to be careful." I didn't do that. I was macabre. But the but the but the musr is that you think that you are you think that you are Bucky and all your kids. You think you know everybody inside out. Ain't Bucky kamaycha. Very often, the parent is the biggest amaris with his own kids. Same thing, husband and wife. Same thing with parents. The ones who are closest to you, you're the biggest amaris. You have no idea. You have no idea. The biggest amaris. You have no idea. That's 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 the most important limitschus. The inner point of that person is hidden. It might not be hidden from other people, but it's hidden from you. The Nekuda Pnimis of who that person is is Nesteris. There's so many stories like that. You know, the, the, one of the kindest Sadiqim, you know, Abedit Shavitaipa in, in the last generation was the Kapishnitzeshusiyali. He lived on the Lower East Side. The Tzadik Yisad Ayla. The Kapishnitz was the kindest person. So there's a famous story that there was a, there was a Gvir that, that, was, that, that was worked on the, that had a place in the Diamond Exchange. And the uh, and the commissioner said was, he was always going around collecting tzedakah for people. The commissioner, and he called the gvir and he said uh, he said I, I taught you you know need that money. So the uh, so the, the the man said of course rabbi. And the and the and the rabbi said uh, okay I'm coming and the man said chasvachlil I can't come right now but uh, I'll, rabbi I'll, I'll stop by tomorrow. In the meantime that day the commissioner shows up in Manhattan, in the guy's office in this place. And the Rebbe starts to give him a whole talk about the Yid that's going through terrible tsarist. And he starts to talk about the tsarist that this Yid is going through. Like, this kid can't get married, this one, the wife is not well, you know. Amaisa. And the, and the Gvir takes out his checkbook. He's a good guy. He takes out his checkbook and he says, Rebbe, you write the amount. And the Rebbe says, no, you tell me. He says, Rebbe, you write the amount. And the Rebbe says, okay, it's very, very kind. And the man says, and, and, and he says, and who, who should I make the check out to? So the Rebbe tells him, his brother. That's the guy's brother's name. It's for your brother. He came to collect for the guy's brother. I mean, the, I mean, the man's brother, is, the man's a good guy. He gives a lot of stalker. His brother is sitting under his nose. Everything in his life is falling apart. And the guy writes out checks to, the, to everybody else, and his own brother's falling apart. 
terrorists I didn't know. I didn't see. That's how it is. That very often the ones you're closest to you don't know and you don't see. You don't know and you don't see. And, and here is when a person usually gets angriest and most hurt and most disappointed. And that's what the biggest sign of a harvest is Dafka with these people. Dafka with, the, with, the, with this circle. Dafka is the hardest. When you're feeling something bad about somebody, you could say those words. In English, and Russian, and Hungarian, and Hebrew, and Yiddish, whatever you like. To live with that. And at the end, I, will, I hope to do tshuva, and I'm sure he'll also do tshuva. <coughs> and when he does tshuva, all of the affairs can be changed into schusa. He's going to be on a murder of my dragon. A klal who? The klal is, No matter what that person is up to, or not up to, you have to look at every Jew with an eye in toivah. With a good eye. Never to think that this person is Rab Be'etzem. Is Mamish Be'et. Never. What he's doing is not right. His behavior, her behavior is not good. But not Khalilah, the person is Rab Be'etzem. Now, hatred here, again doesn't mean belave, it means you have to treat in a way of being distanced, and so on. You hate the bad in the person, you, like the time he says, you hate the bad things that the person is doing. <coughs> but the mitzad atzma, he has neshama tahir. And this person in his penim is is only looking for Hashem's bar. His mom is looking for Hashem's bar. That's all the person wants is, is, is Hashem's bar and his premiums. Look, there are terrible, terrible things that are going on in Ezekiel this past week. Terrible things in Bnei Brak. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Chaver there that are there, mostly kids that are burning, burn the bus and protesting and carrying on it's terrible, terrible, terrible behavior but do you know who these kids are? you know this chavro what kind of what kind of tzibrachana uh, kalim these are these, these chavro that are that are throwing things at the police and, and somebody that stopped the bus and pulled the bus driver out and the people all got out and they burned they put the bus on fire because they're upset about the lockdown or something, whatever it is. This is terrible, terrible riches, unbelievable riches that Jews could behave this way. But these are so sibrach and achav. B'nai Brak is filled with such sibrach and achav. In Yerushalayim, there's so many sibrach and kids. What are they doing? 
It's terrible. And, it, and it, it's, it's a vicious to do that. The things that are going on is a vicious. It's a chil Hashem. It's a vicious. It's terrible. But I mean, Tzad Atzma, what do you think these, what do you think these buzz burners are? You think, they, you, think, you think they're not good? It's Rachmanis. They should do tshuva, that they should be normal, that somebody should be able to pay for them to have therapy or something. Not to go the rest of their lives being these crazy, angry people, these who think that they're <coughs> that they're kanarim, that they're doing some misfit to save Yiddishkeit or something. It's Rachmanis. Not not to not to not to hate Chazashol. It's Rachmanis. Really, that's all it is. It's a big Rachmanis. Let me share with you when we go to Davin. There's a story from Rabbi Oshef Freund, you know, from the 68 stories. So many of you have it now. Look at Samach Vav when you get home. I'm just going to read it quickly. But when I, when I learned this, so I, I put this in, the, in my safer with it. So let me share with you. Takes a second. So my Siv, a person who just didn't make it in the world. He saw mumim, he saw blemishes, he saw faults by everybody. I've had it with people, I've had it with Jews. I'm leaving everybody, and I'm going to Mizdabek to the Shechina. My only friend is the Shechina. I can't stand Jews. Just the Shechina, I'm going to Mizdabek Shechina. How do you find the Shechina? Everywhere he went, he saw Jews that were Bali Mumim, Mumim, bad, bad, Mumim, all kinds of faults, problems. He thought he was finding the kibbutz or Hevra of Shechina people. He passed up everybody. There's nobody good. So he went to the Chacham, to ask. Listen to the words. I'm not going to explain it right now. You think about it on your own. He said, The Shechina that you're looking for, The Shechina is to be found in all the davening that you daven for the faults that you see in others. That's what the Shechina is. You hear this? The Shechina that you're looking for is to be found in Tfilas, to daven about those people who have movement. That's where the Shechina is to be found. You're looking for the Shechina? Fine. That's where the Shechina is found. In the Tfilas for these Jews that you don't like, that are not good enough for you, that you see all these movement. That's where the Shechina is. In Tfilas for these people. It's good to share about the Shabbos table. Okay, to be continued in the